Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I am Cynthia Pooler, and I'm really happy to have my guest today, Paul Glendale, who is uh, with the Writers Institute and, and the Times Union, and he's going to talk about the reading room at the Albany County Airport. So, Paul, that looks like an exciting adventure. What's going on with the reading room? Yeah, it's good to talk with you, Cynthia. Um, Thank you. The, the, room, the room is named uh, for Mario and Matilda Cuomo. So it's the Mario and Matilda Cuomo Pavilion and the New York State Writers Institute at the University of Albany as a partner. Um, it's in the space that used to be called Departures. It was a high-end gift shop. Um, it was right near the ticketing uh, gates on the first floor, and it, it uh, went out of business, and it was a beautiful open space, all glass. And and uh, Phil Calderon, the CEO of the Albany uh, International Airport, called me up and asked if the Writers Institute would be interested in partnering. So I said, sure. And we brought a lot of our archival posters. There's an exhibit there of when Governor Mario Cuomo and uh, Bill Kennedy established the Writers Institute uh, in 1984. There's the, the bill signing legislation there. Um, there's an exhibit of Toni Morrison, uh, the late great Nobel Prize winning author who was a faculty member at UAlbany. And we also provide books uh, from our surplus, uh, a variety of books, fiction, nonfiction, that travelers can take with them and uh, enjoy on their plane ride. So it's a it celebrates uh, another cultural organization throughout the airport. They have exhibits of uh, various museums around the area. So we were proud to uh, to join them and help fill that space. It's got some beautiful, uh, comfortable leather chairs where people can sit and relax. Uh, look at the uh, the walls of great writers who've come to Albany, and maybe take a book uh, to enrich their lives as they go on their trip. So the Writers Institute has been been for how many years now? Since Mario so Cuomo? In, yeah, 36 years, exactly. So, uh, you know, William Kennedy won the MacArthur Grant and the Pulitzer Prize for Ironweed. All this came in 83, 84, and he got some seed money with the MacArthur Grant, and he created the Writers Institute. The president... UAlbany at the time, Vincent O'Leary, said he would match that. So there was a, a, a little bit of money to start the Writers Institute, and we've grown every year. We've had over 2,000 of the world's great writers come through. We've had symposium. We started a book festival. We're starting a film festival. And it's a way to uh, to bring writers both to the campus. You know, several of our classes read the writers uh, in their books who are coming through. And then it's all free and open to the public for community members. And it's nice. I see you there regularly at the events, uh, Cynthia. Yeah, I do go. I think it's exciting. Um, the um, Having this at the, the reading room at the, at the airport is really terrific because when somebody comes from out of the area, They'll go into the reading room maybe if they have a few minutes and just look around and maybe get some ideas to bring this concept back to 
their communities. Has that happened at all? Uh, we had we've had a couple people who uh, have called us and interested in starting something like you know we're we're really the only organization of our kind uh, on a college campus you know uh, the book festival that we started it'll, we'll have the third one this fall it'll have to be virtual but anyway there's only a couple on college campuses most of the book festivals are sort of done by the cities or uh, tourism arms of, of areas so we think we have something unique and a couple groups have contacted us from out west and elsewhere found out how we did it Um, it helped to have mario cuomo and the legislature sign into law but we really didn't get any funding from them you know our our staff four staff positions are part of the university of albany or u albany uh, employees but i do a lot of fundraising and we've got some some endowment funds, and, and we get foundation and, and individual grants to uh, provide this programming because, you know, it costs money to bring in writers, and uh, we don't charge for our events, so there's some fundraising involved. So we think this pavilion and reading room at the Albany International Airport will raise our profile and more people will see us. And uh, Phil Colt Calderon's idea is to, to celebrate you know, the the cultural riches of the capital region. So you'll see exhibits there, the Albany Institute, uh, um, I think the Hyde Museum, uh, other museums and historic sites uh, in the capital region also have displays throughout the airport. That's wonderful. Now, has the uh, any of the Cuomo's been to the reading room to celebrate its opening well there was uh, Andrew Cuomo you know it's dedicated to his father and there's a beautiful photograph of his father and mother um, in this reading room he was planning to come but this was right at the height it opened uh, you know right in early July right at the height of the coronavirus pandemic and he got called away I think he had to go to Washington actually um but Lieutenant uh, Governor Kathy Hochul month? came. What's that? Last month? Last yeah. month in July? No kidding. Yeah, okay. It just, it just opened. And uh, so Kathy Hochul um, came and uh, did the ribbon cutting and things. So it was timed part of, you know, the airport's undergone a $75 million renovation, a new parking garage new upgrades to uh, the terminals and things. And this uh, new pavilion was part of that grand opening. So they had hoped to have Governor Cuomo. He was unavailable, but they had Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. But I know that uh, Phil Calderon, you know, who who worked 20 years as deputy mayor for Jerry Jennings in Albany, and then he was deputy county executive with Dan McCoy, and he knew Mario Cuomo well. He knows Andrew Cuomo. I know he's spoken to Andrew Cuomo, who wants to get over to see that um, when things uh, hopefully sooner or later quiet down with the pandemic. So I know that that Writers Institute was going to do a film festival, but it was shelved. I was really disappointed. Well, of course, I'm disappointed we have a pandemic, but I'm also disappointed that you guys didn't do the film festival. That sounded like a really good thing. 
Yeah, we're, we were disappointed, too. We put a lot of work into it, but we've sort of just frozen it in place. And we'll have most of the same filmmakers and films, hopefully in the spring of 2021. Let's hope we have a vaccine by then and that we're able to gather in groups. You know, um, we were disappointed, but every other major film festival canceled from Cannes to Tribeca to you know, all the great cultural uh, arts programs in this area, Tanglewood, the Boston Symphony, uh, Saratoga Performing Arts Center, Ballet, none of that was able to go on. So we could see it coming. We were very close. You know, it was set for the end of March, and everything shut down about two weeks before we were going to have this. So we, we just missed, yeah, we just missed being able to do it. But we will do it. Uh, you know, if it's safe and, and uh, allowed, we will do it this spring. Um, like I said, our book festival, which is always uh, second week of September, uh, it will be right. virtual. We'll have some great people, but they'll, you'll just have to watch it at home on your computer. Because you do workshops and everything um, for your uh, book festival. Will, you, will that all be online? Yeah, so we also do community workshops uh, that are free and open to the public. There's one going on right now with poetry. And, again, it had started right around um, maybe end of February, um, and they met a few times in the Delaware branch of the Albany Public Library, and then everything shut down. But they do still meet once a week uh 12 poets and a facilitator, Gary Maggio, uh, and they share, you know, their poems and give comments and, and help each other improve them. They do that all via Zoom. So, uh, you know, we, we've turned to, to Zoom to do our workshops, to do our interviews. We're doing a daily author interview on the conversation. I would recommend that people go to our website, nyswritersinstitute.org that's nyswritersinstitute.org and you can find fascinating interviews and uh, conversations with brilliant writers each day we also um, when I tape a a zoom interview we put it on our YouTube channel so you can watch uh, the video as well uh, New York State Writers Institute just google that under YouTube and you'll find not just these new interviews we're doing, but, but as I said, 2,000 authors. We have hundreds of, of archival, uh, recorded, preserved interviews with writers who came through. You know, uh, One of the most popular ones is Hunter Thompson. Bill Kennedy interviewed Hunter Thompson because they had known each other from uh, Puerto Rico in the late 1950s. Bill Kennedy was uh, uh, left the Albany Times Union and went to Puerto Rico to work on an English language newspaper. He was managing editor, and Hunter Thompson was very brash and kind of full of himself and, and came and applied for a job of reporter, and Bill Kennedy didn't hire him. And Hunter Thompson wasn't too happy about that, that but they became lifelong friends. And there's a great conversation with, with Bill and Hunter when he came to the Writers' Institute. But, you know, in any writer you can think of, we've had – more than a dozen Nobel Prize winners. I mean, there's a there's an interview with Toni Morrison, for instance, uh, that we preserved, archived. 
So uh, it, it's a rich it's a rich resource uh, of literary uh, greats. You know, some of the the most acclaimed writers of this country and many countries are preserved there. So when you do a uh, event, you know, a real live event, people from all over the country come to see it? Well, when we do on campus, we do get people from, I don't know, I see some people from the Adirondacks that I meet that come, so maybe 50 miles or something. But this is the interesting thing about the pandemic. We've found this in other arts organizations. The directors I talked to found it. You, you get a, a much wider audience now because people are stuck at home and, you know, they're looking for things to watch uh, and ours are free, you know, unlike the streaming services. So we're getting a lot of viewings on our YouTube interviews um, from around the country and, and you know, internationally. So, um, you know, we really are a virtual writer's institute now. Anyone with the Internet uh, connection and a computer can watch our uh, programs and our videos anywhere in the world. So do you think that, that, well, the pandemic has forced everybody to change their way of doing things. Do you think when things get back to quote-unquote normal, that you will combine live stuff with internet stuff? I think so. You know, we're part of a college campus. I I work with freshmen uh, with writing, and and, uh, two of my colleagues uh, also teach uh, as well. And it's going to be interesting what happens to higher education. I mean, they were forced to go online and remote learning uh, last semester, and it seemed to work fairly well i mean it wasn't it wasn't as good i don't think as being in a classroom but it's it's viable and i think uh college and and university education going forward will be a combination they call it hybrid you know some in class and a lot of online learning so how has the writers institute changed the culture of albany I think we have um, uplifted and enriched the culture of Albany. I, I, Bill Kennedy tells this story. You know, when he was teaching at, at U Albany, he had been a journalist and he was trying to write novels. He was always looking. Uh, you know, he was traveling to New York City or going to a conference uh, in Boston to learn uh, and have conversations with great writers. He was like, "Why can't we build that right here?" So that's what we did, and, and the whole point is to bring uh, these brilliant, acclaimed writers right to our backyard and to make them accessible to students, you know, faculty, but also a community of writers. You know, when you go to our events, a lot of the people there are writers. You know, when I before I got this job as director three years ago, I went to dozens and hundreds of the Writers Institute events because I got inspired. I got ideas. I got tips on craft. I got uh, wonderful stories from writers. So I think anyone who uh, aspires to be a writer or is just a, a book lover and a, a voracious reader, you know, there, there's something uh, to be uh, to be had, and that's why we're, you know, really uh, working hard to keep it free and open to the public. 
you know, you can find programming like this. For instance, 92nd Street Y in New York City is very well known for its literary series, but those come at a cost. Tickets are 40 to $120 last time I checked. Wow. Yeah, so, so we um, we offer something that's the same quality, but we do it uh, accessible for anyone uh, who may be low income or a student that doesn't have any money, um, and we're able to do that. So. Yeah, we're proud of, of what we've done over the course of 36 years. And if you look online, um, the Times Union did a story on the airport uh, pavilion and reading room, and there's a great picture I'm looking at it now. Mario Cuomo is a young Mario Cuomo. Tarky Lombardi, you probably remember him, uh, senator from Syracuse. And then Bill Passanant, uh, he was from Manhattan. And they were the ones, uh, Lombardi was a Republican, controlled the Senate. Passanant was, uh, you know, assembly. Uh, they were uh, Democrats controlled the assembly. And uh, they got together and signed this legislation that created the New York State Writers Institute. One of the things that the legislation stipulates is that we uh, have a selection process and a selection committee. And every two years, we uh, select and celebrate a New York State author and New York State poet. We've had some brilliant, you know, people over the years, and, and the current New York State author is Colson Whitehead, who's won two Pulitzer Prizes back-to-back. He won uh, two years ago for Underground Railroad and this year for the Nickel Boys. And our poet is Alicia Ostriker, who's uh, published probably 20 volumes of poetry and is highly regarded. So that's another part of, uh, you know, in the legislation. But there's a nice picture of, of Mario Cuomo signing. We have hanging in our office one of those signed, uh, you know, bills. You've probably seen them. They're framed with a pen on them. And uh, it's the official legislation that created our organization. How long have you been involved with the Writers Institute? Pretty much from uh, I became a reporter at the Albany Times Union in 1984. And I was there for 33 years until three years ago, 2017, when I became director. And over that time, like I said, I went to a few hundred Writers Institute events. um, And I interviewed some of the great writers I can remember interviewing. John Updike, Norman Mailer, Toni Morrison. I interviewed um, uh, Maureen Dowd. uh, um, I don't know, so, so many writers. Um, and I went to hear them speak, and then I, you know, made time and, and uh, had an interview with them as well. So it, it's enriched my life in, in immeasurable ways, and I'm very grateful. It's kind of a dream job to be director, and and, uh, and we're doing new things. You know, the, the book festival, the film festival, these are new initiatives, and we're actually doing some things that haven't been announced yet, but you'll be hearing about soon. We're, we're trying to collaborate more and more with community groups, especially now in this moment of Black Lives Matter. And uh, we're, we're doing all we can for diversity and inclusion and, uh, you know, talking about bringing in writers that speak to uh, racial inequality and the effort to, um, you know, to show that Black Lives Matter and, and to show that uh, all people 
deserve equal access and equal opportunity. Uh, so, uh, you know, is it is it interesting from your perspective that a number of other colleges, you would think some a college like maybe Harvard or, you know, maybe a college in California would do something like that. Is the Writers Institute from UAlbany the first of its kind? Yeah, I would say um, the first in the sense that, you know, we are uh, recognized, established through legislation. We are an arm, uh, uh, an element, a program within a state university. And, you know, that is unique. And we select a state author and state poet. You know, a lot of uh, colleges and universities have reading series. They usually come through the English department. Maybe uh, the college or university has a literary magazine. But we also, you know, publish a literary journal. So we, we do things uh, that other programs don't do because we're sort of – we bring all that under one roof. And we also have great collaborations with our other departments, our history department, our English department, uh, Latin American Caribbean studies, Africana studies. We've, we've partnered with them. So when they find a really interesting writer that they like, we worked with them to bring them here and to make them accessible to classes, to students, to faculty. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of flexibility because writing on any topic is something we're interested in. We don't just do fiction or poetry. You know, we get into, I remember you were there, we did a whole major symposium on telling the truth in a post-truth world uh, on attacks against the First Amendment and freedom of the press. And we're planning to do something like that after this presidential election, which will, no matter who wins, it will be contentious and divisive. That I can promise. So we want... You know, we we offer a forum. Yeah, we offer a forum where where some of the best thinkers and thought leaders and writers on a certain topic can can come to Albany, and the audience has an opportunity to engage them in in conversation, ask some questions, sometimes put them on the spot, which is exactly what we want to do. So, um, after you start the film aspect of the Writers Institute, will they be included also a a filmmaker of the year or honorary filmmaker? I think that would be pretty exciting. We, um, you know, you were right. We were disappointed that we had to postpone the film festival. But we have, uh, we didn't announce it because we got shut down, but we actually are going to give some awards that will be specific to filmmakers, we'll be announcing those when we are certain that we can have a film festival in person. But you're right, we are going to recognize some filmmakers because, you know, the essence of a film is a script. It all starts with the script, which is writing. You know, we we have some <clears throat> we have some courses on on filmmaking and screenwriting, and it's an art just like poetry or fiction or. Yeah. Nonfiction, yeah. So, um, film and writing <clears throat> is exactly what we're going to explore uh, at the film festival. So, a lot of the filmmakers are also 
not just directors, but they're also screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Now, um, is there a way for the average person like me, for instance, to want to get involved in what's going on at the Writers Institute? Can they do something yeah. like that? Can somebody call up and say, hey, I want to I wanna work with you on your books or on your uh, movies or whatever? Can they do that? Yes, we... Uh... We have an email list uh, where you get all the information. So the first thing to do would be go to our website, nyswritersinstitute.org, and uh, you'll see a place there. If you're interested in in receiving our updates and emails, you can give us your email. If you want to go farther and send or call us and say you're interested in working with us, Two things where we definitely need a lot of people are the film festival and book festival. We have volunteers. We have people that pick up the writers and filmmakers at the train station or airport and transport them to campus. We have people that, you know, help help the crowds uh, move from one auditorium to the next. And we also have other opportunities. Like I said, Trolley, we just published last week a new edition uh, all about people's reactions, responses, reflections on the coronavirus pandemic. We had 75 published pieces, essays, poems, artwork, and probably, I don't know, 60 of them were community members, like you say, regular, ordinary people who had something to say about how the pandemic has affected them. So that's another opportunity. We always will be doing a new one probably in the fall and we send out, if you're on that email list, you'll hear looking for submissions, you know, and we also put it on our website. Okay. So it's, it's best to check our website changes every day. Like I said, mm-hmm. we put up a new interview, author interview. We're also on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're interested, that's the first thing to do. Feel free to call or email me, or you'll find contact information on the website. And, uh, you know, we're happy when people want to join with us. That's the point. You know, we're trying to build this community. So there are a lot of really good writers in this area. Obviously, with 12 colleges and universities, there's a lot of professors and academics. And this area is just rich in, in, um, you know, really interesting, smart, highly educated people, so uh, we're happy to have them. And also aspiring filmmakers, too. There's a lot of them in the area. That's really untapped. Yeah, so So we had had connected with a lot of them, and a lot of them will be with us when we're finally able to do the film festival in person. So there will be workshops there, too, where people who are interested... You know, can spend an hour and hear from somebody who's made a lot of films. So, uh, yeah, that will be part of it. So we we just have a little time left. You also write for the Times Union Call. So give us yes. uh, give us your contact information, how, where they can see what you've done, um, and you know, I think it would be great yes. if more oh. people. Understood that. Yeah, I still write for the uh, weekly kind of human interest uh, feature column at the Times Union. And if you just uh, go to timesunion.com, 
or just Google my name, Paul Grondahl, G-R-O-N-D-A-H-L. You can pull up those uh, those stories and columns. My email uh, is my email at the Writers Institute is p g r o n d a h l at albany edu. So it's my first initial last name p g r o n d a h l at albany edu. Even though we're all working remotely, we're not in the office that much. I, I get that, and I'll respond to that. Um, and then nyswritersinstitute.org, you'll find out everything that we have coming up. And we will be announcing our virtual book festival fairly soon. We're going to have some really good people lined up for that. Paul, thank you so much. Um, maybe we could do a show about the uh, book festival once you have it all planned. So this is Absolutely. We've been talking to uh, Paul Grundle. I'm Cynthia Pooler. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Paul, always a pleasure to talk to you, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Cynthia.